0: Hello. Welcome to this week's uh, YouTube Plus Quora Live episode. I'm pretty, pretty excited to have you here. As I fumble with my uh, my notebook and my pen, thanks for hanging out today. I've got some really great questions. I'm pretty excited to answer. Let's see if I can change my microphone. There we go. I think we're good. All right, let's get started. So, for those of you that don't know, I'm Dylan, the founder of EmilyNow.com, business advisor helping entrepreneurs. Uh, do more with their business, increase their profits, increase their value, ultimately build healthy businesses. And part of my uh, way to do that is to uh, provide content that entrepreneurs find helpful. And so if you're watching on YouTube right now, hey, how are you doing? Welcome, thanks for hanging out. Um, And if you're listening to this on the podcast afterwards, thanks for paying attention to, to this as well. And my hope is that you learn something or you hear something or one of the questions or one of the answers I give prompts you to go out and do something with your business today and uh, to, you know, tackle that problem that you've been procrastinating on, uh, come up with that idea that you sort of seem to have a mental block on or whatever it is. But hopefully this is time well spent for you and uh, I've got one, two, I've got so three questions. <laughs> one question that's a little silly. But uh, anyway, three questions that I'm going to spend some time answering. So let's get started. First question, how can I grow my CA practice with the right business loan? Now, I realize that if you're watching this or listening to this right now, you're going, you know, chartered accountant, CA, I'm not a CA, Um, why do I care about this question? But the truth is, the answer that I wanted to give centered around borrowing to grow a business. And this is a theme that I talk about quite a bit because it speaks to my personal background, but it also speaks to just a general, a problem that I've encountered with entrepreneurs that think well my business is growing therefore things must be good the phone is ringing off the hook our inbox is filled with lots of people that want our product and our service so things are really really good and I just can't keep up and so I need to borrow money in order to grow but the problem entrepreneurs face much like this question presents with say the the CA practice and I've got you know something specific to a uh, specific answer for, for service businesses but generally speaking A business has to be able to specifically define what it needs the money for. So when entrepreneurs say working capital, that tends to be a one-size-fits-all answer. Um, And what I mean by that is, if your business needs inventory, that's called inventory financing. If your business needs equipment, that's called equipment financing. If your business Uh, has a gap between the time from when it receives money from customers and it has to pay its vendors. So let's say you pay your vendors this week, but you don't collect money from your customers until next week or the week after. So you've got a gap there. Well, that's called working capital. So when you're talking about growing your business, you you have to be very, very specific in terms of what is it that requires the capital. And, the reason, and so then what entrepreneurs do is they just say, well, I don't really know, I just know that we need money. Well, okay, if that's the, the, the road that you go down, then be prepared to make a mistake, be prepared to borrow too much, be prepared to not be able to afford it, be prepared to take the cash today, only to find out that a couple of months from now, that you've actually dug yourself into a deeper hole because your business wasn't even ready to grow, even though lots of stuff was happening, it turns out you weren't really making money when it was really busy then. And now that you've grown, you're making even less money and you're creating pressure. And so the idea is borrowing money to grow your business is fine, happens all the time. It's called leverage, It it makes for a smart decision if you understand exactly why you need it, how you're gonna pay it back, and how your business is ultimately going to benefit. Remember, borrowing money means you're taking something from the future, your profits, and you're using them today to do something. So if you're gonna take tomorrow's profits today, you better be able to do more than produce a result that you were producing before you borrowed the money. Said another way, if someone said you, you're gonna make a million dollars this year, and I'm gonna give it to you, but I want my million dollars back plus interest. You as the business owner have to decide, okay, how am I gonna not only maintain the existing level of activity in my business, but how am I going to grow it exponentially to be able to repay that million dollars um, and the interest that goes along with it. And and many entrepreneurs just don't think through that. Not only it's because they're dumb or they're stupid, I just think they don't, there's oftentimes just a lack of understanding about how significant First of all, how hard it is to run a profitable business, but then secondly, how to grow properly and not overburden your business with unnecessary expenses that it ultimately can't afford. Now, specifically to this question, which is how can I grow my CA practice, which means uh, um, I'm an accounting firm and I sell my time for money. Mortgage broker, real estate agent, accountant, lawyer, etc. They all kind of fall into that bin a little bit. Um, but something like an accounting firm has Uh, annual revenue that it gets from a a secure base of customers. And so every year, uh, customers have to do their tax returns, they have to do their financial statements. So every year, an accounting firm can kind of guesstimate or feel comfortable that they're going to have a certain level of billings come in or or, uh, cash flow come in. And so if you're looking to grow, then you can say, okay, if we already know what we're kind of expecting to get every year, then, then how do we use money to grow our business? Well, one of the answers is, you can use money to go buy another firm. You can use the money to uh, purchase another book of business. Now with accountants, they've got lots of creative ways that they end up growing their business without needing a loan. So I would say if you're a CA looking to borrow money to grow your practice, you're, you're already down the wrong path because CA firms don't, don't, don't need to do that. They can do a work in where they can say, look, I'm gonna buy your practice, Every year, your billings are going to be $500,000, and uh, we'll give you 75% of that amount for the next three years. And then in year four, all of the customers convert over to us. And during the three-year period of time, if the um, if any of your customers decide not to use us, well, then you don't get any you don't get 75% of whatever we made off of them. So CA practices have lots of different ways to to grow their business. You know, mortgage brokers, real estate agents. If they've done a good job at creating a business where there's repeatable or referral business that can be evidenced over time, so for the last three years, 50% or 60% of our revenue comes from repeat or referral business, if that can be proven out, then there's probably something to purchase there you know, with a loan or, or a structure similar to a CA firm. But no matter what road you go down, if you're going to borrow money to grow your business, you need to be able to understand exactly why you need the money how it's going to be employed in the business, and then ultimately how the business is not only gonna repay it, but generate an exponential result because of it. So, there's lots of stuff in there, and if you wanna have a chat with me, reach out to me on Facebook, send me a message, drop a comment in either the podcast or the YouTube video, or just send me an email, dylan at emilynow.com, and I'd be happy to to flush that out for you if you're in that position right now and figuring out or thinking through, how, how do I grow my business, um, I need money, et cetera, et cetera. Be happy to help. Okay, here's kind of a throwaway question, but uh, sometimes you got to liven this stuff up because some people ask some pretty silly questions. I want to start a business, but I don't have time. What can I do? <laughs> if you want to start a business, but you don't have time, then you probably should not be starting a business. It's kind of as simple as that. And yes, this is a real question. I'm looking at it right now. Um, How do I, I want to start a business but I don't have time, what can I do? You can not start a business. Okay, moving right along. What is the best way to make your small business run itself for you to have more time for either family or another business idea you want to start? And this is a great question because I think ultimately entrepreneurs get into business because this is the romantic idea. The romantic idea is I can build something, people will run it, and then I'll have freedom, and I will be really, really wealthy. So that's kind of the idea. Um, that people, that entrepreneurs, many entrepreneurs strive towards. Very few end up achieving that. But here's some some best practices that you can work towards. So first of all, you got to figure out a way to make sure that on the front end of your business, you've got a steady stream of new business coming in, and a uh, equal amount, if not more, of repeat referral business coming in to make sure that there's always sales coming in. And then, inside of the business, you wanna make sure that you're utilizing systems to take care of the movement of information, so you know, invoicing and payroll and that sort of thing, and that the people that you've put on your team that want to be a part of your business and add the value that from, from what they're really good at, You've got to give them enough latitude to run the business within the constraints of of the the system that you've set up. And then uh, ultimately, and this is where most entrepreneurs fall short, is you have to know where your business should be going and whether or not it's getting there. And that feedback loop could be daily, could be weekly, could be monthly, could be quarterly. But ultimately, you want to create systems that ensure you've got new business coming in constantly, and that is business that you can feel confident is going to be there. You've got a great team of people that are all playing to their strengths to service the customer and take care of the business activities and issues and items that come up. And then, from your perspective, you need to have a line of sight to know on an as real-time basis as possible, how is the business doing? Are we on track or are we off track? Because if you're out with your family, or if you're starting another business and something goes astray, you wanna be able to jump in quickly, provide the direction, provide the strategy um, so that your team can go to work and then remove yourself. And so you think of it, people talk about businesses as being a machine. I like to articulate it a little bit differently. There's aspects of it that can be machine-like. And so that's software and invoicing and payables and some of the, you know, the HR time tracking, that sort of thing. But the second part is someone has to run the machine. And that's the, the, the part that sometimes gets missed when people talk about this. You got to have really great people doing a really great job. A business can be, can offer the best product or service in the world, but if it doesn't have good people managing it, then the product or service, you know, really, really doesn't matter. So find people that are passionate um, about what they do, that they're, they're very skilled at what they do and then give them the latitude to go and run the business for you, and within constraints. And so put your constraints in place, you know, you know certain dollar values can't be signed off unless they go to you. Um, every day you wanna see a cash report to know that your cash is where it needs to be. Um, every, um, you know, twice a week you wanna see the sales activity and the sales, you know, come up with a dashboard that will be unique to you as an entrepreneur, because every entrepreneur sees their business a little bit differently. But create yourself a dashboard that you could manage at a distance and if there was a problem you could quickly jump back in because you know where the problem is you can fix it or solve it and then jump back out again. So, good luck every entrepreneur out there trying to spend more time with their family or trying to pursue another business, make sure the business that you have is uh, is healthy and really well run and that you can jump in and out easily if things go astray and that you've got the information coming up to you on a on a as-needed basis to be able to identify them. All right, my last question. Before we sign off for this week's episode, my co-founder is threatening to quit unless I give him more equity, what should I do? My My first thought when I saw this question was, if you're having that conversation, you've already missed the moment to correct it. And what I mean by that is, You know, two people, when times are good, two people will decide to get together and start a business and go make hay and and have a good time. And then at the first sign of problems or pressure, um, you know, fear will kick in. And then when fear kicks in, uh, sometimes uh, I like to call it entrepreneur psychosis, but um, entrepreneurs start to, to get nervous and they start to question and they start to not trust and they start to pull in responsibilities and start to do everything themselves and so if there are two people that started a business with the best of intentions and then the business hits a pressure point and you've got two entrepreneurs trying to act from a a point of self-preservation and there was no governing structure for that then you've already missed the mark and and one of the hardest things to do as a human being is reset expectations once they've been set it's just a, a thing we're all human we're all frail We all have insecurities and and things that we're not um, prepared for. And um, fear causes us to stop acting rationally. And oftentimes if there's no underlying understanding or agreement or process to deal with those problems, then they become catastrophic. So if you find yourself in that moment right now, the most pragmatic, simplest thing to do is to sit down with your co-founder and say, "Look." You're threatening to quit unless they give you more equity. I understand that. That's ultimately what you're trying to get at. But underneath that are some other things. Are you doing more of the work? Are you adding more of the value? Are you seeing opportunities that we're not taking advantage of? Or are you taking advantage of opportunities that you don't feel I'm contributing to? So you really gotta get down into the weeds and both come to an understanding um, of whether or not the the claim is valid that, that they should get more equity. Someone threatening to quit, you know, is, well, it depends on how you look at it. Someone threatening to quit either doesn't believe in the business fundamentally or they feel that because there's a lack of structure and agreements and so forth, they could just go across the street and start the business and they don't need you. So depending on where you find yourself, you know, it, it calls for the same response, which is, look, if we intend, if we both have an interest in working together and we're simply stuck at understanding how to divide up the equity or the profits or whatever the problem might be, then let's just talk through it. And after we've talked through it, our talking through it is going to reset the expectation that we didn't set at the very beginning. And so once that expectation has been set, let's make sure we document it. Let's make sure that we'll, let's use this moment to make sure this moment never happens again this way. So in the future, if you want more equity, or if in the future I want more equity or more profits, that there's a mechanism by which as long as we follow it, we're both gonna get what we want. And you have to assume that people will deal fairly. Um, I'm not sure that you'd want to trust people because I think that's hard to document. But I think if people want to act fairly, both parties will come to the table. They'll both leave something on the table so not everything is taken from the other person. And that's usually the sign of, of a good business deal. When everyone gets everything they almost wanted, but not everything that they wanted. So everyone feels like they left a little something on the table. And that, end, that and that makes for a good ending. But if someone is threatening to quit, unless you give them more equity, you got to get or more profits or whatever. You got to get to the root of the issue use the moment if you're both intent on continuing to work together and this is you know just a speed bump that businesses go through and founders go through then you got to use the moment to define the rules of engagement should this happen again so if any of us get upset let's refer back to our shareholders agreement let's refer back to our letter of understanding or, or however you choose to document it and say look this is how we got over the speed bump last time and let's use that as our framework for getting over the next one because inevitably this is going to happen all the time with founders. It's just a human nature exercise. So don't be scared of it, I would suggest lean lean into it, don't lean out of it. Um, use it as a learning opportunity for the business, again if, you're, if your intention and your founder, you know, your partner's intent, intention is to see this business through to its best end, then find find a um, use this as a as a way to come up with mechanisms at work so that when you're faced with this issue in the future, you've got a way to address it. So that's it. That's all I've got for you today. Really appreciate you hanging out. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, my request, my ask is that you share this or like it or leave a comment or or somehow interact with it, because to the extent that you do that, then another entrepreneur has the opportunity to see it because of how social media works. And so I certainly would would really appreciate that. And more personally, if, if you have some questions or some issues or some challenges that you're facing, reach out to me, send me a message. And uh, we'll see you here again next week.